It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
Yes, 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 yes. Hello, 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 hello. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, and just straight out howdy. This is your boy Flossie Jeezy back, and we back for another two hours of the Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. I'm your host, Nelson King, a.k.a. Flossie Jeezy, and we're back live again. It's about 7.04 p.m. here and live in the city of Roses as I bring you yet another on-show adaptation of my show that I present as the Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. Tonight, we got some serious topics on deck. We're trying to find out, is the black community in the U.S. in a state of emergency? Lots of stuff going on right now. Black employment is twice consistently, twice as large as that of whites. The murder rate for black Americans is four times the national average. In Chicago, my hometown, is really bad back there. Okay, Corral, Tombstone, you name it, it is it. We're on the map, you are here. Black-on-black crime, and uh, we're going to talk about one of the, you know, most incarcerated, uh, you know what I'm saying, normal incarceration, almost like getting up and going to the store almost, city of Milwaukee. It's off the chain with incarceration. And America profits off of black incarceration, okay? You got a lot of profiteering going on, but they're making money by putting our people in these warehouses and not really trying to come up with no viable solutions to get them out. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're talking like, you know, Angola. You know what I'm saying? We're talking Wabash. We're talking all these prisons around the country that just so bad off San Quentin. You know what I'm saying? This prison just warehouses for, for black folks and stuff. You know, they legalize in marijuana, yet they got a gang of cats up in there, for, you know, for marijuana. They're, uh, you know what I'm saying, cocaine is actually illegal. If you don't have a prescription for it, if you get it the fast way, that's a crime too. Just all kind of little stuff. And plus, you know, your garden variety nigga laws that they use to put us up in there, driving while black and, you know what I'm saying, walking around while black. Although I'm being facetious on that, with the tack-down laws that they had in New York City that just got abolished after Mayor uh, Bloomberg's blind ass got out of there. It looks like, you know what I'm saying, that's starting to fade off a little bit, so we're getting away from some of that old ignorant type of justice in New York City. Well, anyway, like I said before, those are the topics, and that's what's on the playlist for the night. Meanwhile, I'm going to go ahead and continue to hit you in the head with some of this good old-fashioned jazz and stuff, a little huge groove a little bit of vinyl for you this evening as we wait on our guests to arrive. We're going to go ahead and continue to soothe you here with some of this smooth stuff. But when we come back, man, you know what I'm saying? It's serious. This is your boy Flossie Jeezy, the Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide on the Flossie Jeezy Worldwide Show Radio Network.
oh boy, we back to back hitting you with the power. You know what I mean? A little bit of huge groove there on a little bit of vinyl, a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, East River Drive by my main man, the Godfather R.I.P., you know what I'm saying, Grover Washington Jr., you know what I'm saying, lighting it up and got it going on for real, for real, for real. You know, we're talking about the uh, situation where it appears that our, our people are under attack in America. You know what I'm saying? We are in a state of emergency. You know what I'm saying? We got the you know, crime rate is, is up. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Black on black crime is a sensitive subject in this increasingly polarized nation. While we're you know, we're covering in academia and occasionally addressing by talk heads on television, some believe it's rarely ever receives the type of depth of attention that it really deserves. You know what I'm saying? Black on black crime is up you know, at an alarming rate. A 2007 special report released from the Bureau of Justice Statistics reveals that approximately 8,000, you know what I'm saying, and in certain years, many 9,000 African Americans are murdered annually. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one weekend we were talking about murders in the city of Chicago, my hometown, where 37 people, including, you know, five juvenile children, you know what I'm saying? We're murdered on a weekend. I mean, it's like okay corral stuff. Now, while we're, you know, spending all of our time and spinning our wheels over in, you know what I'm saying, Afghanistan and over in, you know, Turkmenistan and all these other stands, and while we're spending time over here talking about Russia's problem, the condition of the black men in America is continuing to deteriorate. You know what I'm saying? As far as I'm concerned, all we're doing is being warehoused off. And, and of course, there's big money made by, uh, you know, these folks in the uh, Justice Department by throwing, you know, black people in jail and, and keeping them incarcerated. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Stuff is done at an alarming rate. Let's take the city of Milwaukee, for instance. You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee's uh, stuff is so bad, and they're so incarcerated that it says that there's a part of Milwaukee where every residential block has multiple numbers of men who have served time in prison. The uh, zip code is 53206 on the city's north side. They've had so many people that have been incarcerated or, or put in jail, it doesn't even make any sense. I read another stat earlier this evening where I was looking at it, studying, you know, before I came on the show, where one in 14 young men down in the city of New Orleans is incarcerated on a regular basis. These are alarmingly reckless numbers. doesn't appear to be any relief in sight, you know what I'm saying? And our communities are being stolen right up from underneath us by gentrification, the raising of taxes and, and, and tax bases where, uh, you know what I'm saying, they're using the tax codes to raise the rents and property values so that we end up having ourselves forced out of Big Mama and Big Papa's house, and we're pushed out here in these outlying communities. It's happening here in Portland, Oregon. I'm sure there's other places where I've heard even as far back as Washington, D.C., we had some callers in that said, you know, how horrible and how terrible things are. But it seems like the only thing that we're basically recognized for, you know what I'm saying, is entertainment and, you know what I'm saying, going to prison. And there's not a whole lot of variation between those two points. So when I sit up here and I look at these stats and I look at what's going on and, 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 and what's happening behind the scenes, you know, to have a city as large as New Orleans 
with millions of people. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. You know, Louisiana's world uh, is, is the world's prison capital. The state prisons prisons more people per head than any other city in the United States. Amongst you know uh, Americans means first in the world. You know, Louisiana's incarceration rate is nearly five times of, of Iran, 13 times of China, and, you know what I'm saying, sometimes even, you know, 20 times more than Germany. I mean, it's absolutely insane that, you know, we have all these incarcerations going on. And when you think about the prison systems in Louisiana, 80%, counting, 80% population down in Louisiana is filled to the gills with black men and women, you know, serving time in these prisons. A lot, you know, you know, they kind of you know poor people down there, so they really can't afford the same justice that gets white collar crime criminals cleared of their injustices and things they've done. Um, you know what I'm saying? We don't have the same type of you know financial wherewithal that keeps it moving like that, and it's unfortunate that we find ourselves more or less in the in in, in the belly of the beast or in the pit, so to speak you know, with all this incarceration and everything. The numbers are alarming. The situation is alarming. And I would say yes to answer my own question. I think that we are definitely, you know what I'm saying, in, in the pit of hell. And we're definitely, you know what I'm saying, the victims sometimes of our own devices. But, you know, we get a whole lot of help. We get our governments not looking out for poor people. We get our government that wants to repeal Obamacare and even though, you know, Obamacare, you know, an Affordable Care Act is its proper name, is issued out to people, we still find ourselves where, uh, you know, we're having people that want to repeal that and uh, make sure that we're not healthy enough to, you know, outlast this dogma that's going on. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're being forced to work in menial jobs, you know what I'm saying? There's not really a whole lot of, you know, uh, upward mobility for us in, in the workplace. And, okay, yeah, we, we may have, may have a, a little bit of token effort here and there so far as, you know, getting jobs and doing things, but we don't, still don't really have the, you know what I'm saying, the same resources as other people do. You know what I'm saying? When they bring teachers out here to Portland, they make sure they take all the good and, and solid teachers and send them to the other side of town, and the black community and Hispanic community kind of gets whatever's left over and whatever's next. You know, it's, it's, it's bad. It's a horrible situation. You know what I'm saying? It's crucial to us to you know, take a vested interest in what's going on because we don't take a vested interest in what's going on in our own communities and nobody else will. So with that, I'm going to play a little bit more music here as we continue to await our guests to, to, to arrive, you know what I'm saying, and talk this situation over. You're listening to Flossy Jeezy, 646-595-3402. Feel free to call in and let's talk about this condition that our community is in.
This unemployment rate, you know what I'm saying? The unwillingness to, you know what I'm saying, work with the black community and include us in. After all, we did build this bad boy, you know what I'm saying? We started all this, you know what I'm saying? We got to be better than, you know what I'm saying, the stuff that we're being offered right now. So, you know what I'm saying? Just like anything else, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you, you pray for the, for, for the best, you know, and, and hope for things to get better. You know what I'm saying? I heard, was reading this little article yesterday where Bruce Lee once said that. We have to, you know what I'm saying, not pray for an easy life, but pray for strength as we deal with a difficult one. But in our community, this 911 every day, you know what I'm saying? We got uh, 200 girls missing overseas, and we got 64,000, uh, you know, African-American women that are missing that have just gone off the map and no one says anything about them. We got Amber Alert, and we got, you know, emergency, this, that, and the third, but we don't have any Amber Alert for our community. We don't have any, you know what I'm saying, Latifa or Laquisha, you know what I'm saying, uh, emergency stuff. You know what I'm saying? We go and we fight wars and stuff, and we see all the commercials. We don't ever see our faces. All we see is, is white faces. We don't see anything that is representative of, of us. You know what I'm saying? So it all trickles down, everything from unemployment right down to, you know, murders and stuff. You know, this, this, this crime thing that's going on in Chicago, so off the hook and off the chain, you know, that's my hometown. But I tell you, you know, I, I wouldn't try to go back there and live with my family right now because things are out of control, you know. Barack claims to be from, you know, from Chicago and reference Chicago, yet I don't see anything happening. But we're worried about what's going on over in the Ukraine. 
I think it's time we quit playing the world's police and start concentrating on what's going on over here. I think if we spent as much time over here, you know, healing our neighborhoods and taking care of our things, you know what I'm saying, we'd be a lot better off. We need to support black businesses, too. We have every nationality under the sun that moves into our communities and benefits off of our dollar, but we don't control our own dollar. We've got to control our own revenue. We've got to control our dollars. We've got to control everything that, uh, you know what I'm saying, is, is uh, for our own purpose. Because, I mean, we have kids out here now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, you know, we're in generation probably six or seven now that has lived, you know, in this country uh, as free men and women. And we don't have anything that really represents us. Everything that we're doing is representative of what the man is doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our, you know, blonde wigs, you know what I'm saying? You know, kissing dogs in the mouth. I mean, come on, man. You know, what is it? You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we, we're asking if, uh, you know, gay is a new black and, and worried about trying to keep up with Hollywood and doing all this Hollywood stuff. And you find out more and more of us are, you know, doing things that, that uh, you know, that uh, white folks do and everything, but we don't take care of ourselves. I mean, this is this couldn't be what, what Medgar Evers meant. This couldn't be what Malcolm X meant. This couldn't be what Martin Luther King meant. You know what I'm saying? Elijah Muhammad. Oh, you know, Nelson Mandela. This couldn't be what they meant so far as, as us having freedoms and stuff. I know there's got to be something greater than what we see right here and see that's going. Imagine, man, imagine you're in a city of millions like um, New Orleans. And one in 14 guys or, or girls down there, young men, young women, grown folks, men and women, are being incarcerated, one in every 14. Imagine if you got a population of, say, four or five million people, and you got one in every um, 14 that's incarcerated. That is an alarming-ass number to look at when you think about it. And it's a crazy number to look at you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting up here looking at this story over here. Like I said, in Milwaukee, you know, the Milwaukee trend as the U.S. has set a higher rate of black men to prison, and it doesn't seem to be going back. Let me click on this link here for Project Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? We need to figure out a way to keep our black men and women out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Have some jobs waiting for them when we get out. You know, invest in our own communities. Have our own stores. It said, though, Wisconsin is unfortunate and the unfortunate distinction of having the highest rate of black male incarceration. Let me read that to you again. Though Wisconsin has the unfortunate distinction of having the country's highest rate of incarceration, it does fall in line with national trends. So nationwide, this shit is going on. Black Americans are incarcerated at about six to seven times the rate of their white peers. Now, I don't know if their peers is a good word because if we're going through that, they're not. You're not my peer, okay? You're just not. According to Mark Maurer, executive director of the Sentencing Project and studying the intersection of the country and sentencing policies and, and race, Latinos are incarcerated two and a half times that of whites. Okay, do we see a trend going here? This comes to the point where the United States incarceration rates actually in the world, right, uh, lead of how we imprison people, he says. He says that the U.S. has now has seven times as many people behind bars as it did in the 1970s and written in the racial disparities, right? Not one reason. Bauer says that complicated reasons why ethnic and racial minorities are put behind bars at such a dramatically higher rate. It's not as simple as he says, as, 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 as saying white offenders receive different sentences than blacks committing the same crime. 
studies are inconclusive on whether there are the difference between the kinds of sentences blacks and white offenders receive, rather the factors come into play that put more black men in prison, and white people do get lighter sentences. There's a cumulative effect on the cases that are processed in the justice system, so the decision is made by law enforcement who to arrest by prosecutors on what kind of charges and the quality of defense attorneys and judicial decisions. Each decision-making point may have an impact on the outcome of those cases. So I think that what is needed is a total decision-making deal to try to make you feel, you know, what plays out. What's killing me about listening to this and reading this to you is that it's so ridiculous how how things are done in this country. What the things that we get charged and ran up the flagpole for, the same thing can happen to a white person and it'll be viewed differently. Just like everything on TV. Whenever something happens in our communities, we always say, oh, okay, well, this video, these animals, these dogs, let them roast, you know what I'm saying? They just, that's just their nature. Their people are wild. Their people are, are animals and they're wild. But every time something happens in the white community, we always hear this business of, oh, my God, you know, it must be some kind of mental conditioning. You know what I'm saying? He pulled the toenail on his left foot instead of his right foot, so he went out and committed that crime, and he was half out of his mind by the time he got there. So rather than put him in jail right alongside the black person that committed the same crime, maybe we ought to do things differently. Like, I don't know, put him on probation and give him community service for the same thing. I read a story of, of a man down in, in Texas that raped a, a, a 14-year-old girl, 12-year-old girl, when he was 16 years old, right? The judge sits up, or 14 years old, excuse me. The judge sits up and says, hey, I think we'll just give this person a, uh, a, a 45-day sentence in community service because the girl may have been promiscuous. And I'm thinking to myself, this is insane, man. Let a black man or a, a black woman have rape that does something to somebody and see how forgiven and how quick they are to just jump off the wagon and see how that goes down. I'm not feeling the way this is going down. I think this is crazy, and I think that we need to see some better things. I'll be back in a little while. I'm going to go ahead and hit you in the head with some of this Nas. Let Nas tell you what he would do if he ruled the world, because you know what I'm saying? This insanity is driving us crazy. This is Flossy Jeezy. You feel like calling in talking about this subject or joining in the conversation? You know what I'm saying? The topic tonight is, is the U.S. black community in a state of emergency? Okay? 646-595-3402. I'm going to be here waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? As we go ahead and continue to control this thing. I mean, this crazy thing is out of control. I don't know what to tell you about it. All I know is is that things are going, you know what I'm saying, real, real crazy. You know what I'm saying? We, we really don't have our act together. And I tell you what. There's some evil stuff going on, so I'm going to hit you in the head with some of this, you know what I'm saying, some of this Jay-Z and then some of this Nas to let you know where I'm coming from, and I'm going to come right back at you. So enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, get yourself something to drink. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about it. 646-595-3402. I'm your boy, Flossy Cheesy. You know what we're doing right now. We're going to get it in. Dear God, Yeah, this shit is weird. 
wicked on these mean streets None of my friends speak We all trying to win But then again, maybe it's for the best though Cause when they seeing too much You know they trying to get you touched Whoever said illegal was the easy way out Couldn't understand the mechanics And the workings of the underworld Granted, now the five is how you survive I ain't trying to survive I'm trying to live it to the limit And love it a lot Life ills, poison my body And used to say fuck my skills I never prayed to God I prayed to God eat That's right, it's wicked That's life, I live it Ain't asking for forgiveness for my sins And I break bread With the lay hands Picking their brains for angles And all the evils that the game will do It gets dangerous Money and power is changing us And now we're lethal Infected with the evil average 
talking about this black-on-black crime. The city of Milwaukee is off the chain. It's the most incarceratable city there is. Yet, you know, New Orleans, I'm sure you know about that one, being from Louisiana yourself, you know what I'm saying, one in 14, you know, uh, uh, black men and women, you know, incarcerated, walking around down there, and how America profiteers off these warehouses of incarceration. What's going on with you hmm. tonight? Nothing much, man. You know, um, everyday struggle, man. It's a, it's a new thing and always some new stuff going on. And You know, I didn't know anything about that about Milwaukee. I didn't know that, man. I know um, oh, it's, the area around there is pretty crazy, though. Like Chicago, for real. It's crazy, my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm hurting. That's that's my hometown, and, and Milwaukee's only 45 miles away. I mean, it's crazy. It says here... Let me read a little piece for you right here, and I'm going to let you jump right in here. It says, though Wisconsin has the unfortunate distinction of having the country's highest rate of black male incarceration, it does fall in with national trends. Black Americans are incarcerated about seven times, six to seven times the rate of their white peers, according to Mark Maurer, executive director of the Sentencing Project, studying the intersection of the country's sentencing policies and race. Latinos get about two and a half the rate of, of white people, right? There comes a point where the U.S. incarceration rates in the world uh, uh, lead of, of how we imprison our people, he says. He says the U.S. Has now has seven times as many people behind bars as it did in the 1970s, and racial disparities in the use of incarceration are growing. So basically white folks are doing stuff. They get in community service. We getting incarcerated. I'm gonna let you in on this because you inspired me to do this show. Because you always say that, our, our, that we're in a state of emergency in the black community, and I was inspired. That's why I call the show that because I, I figured you'd call in and you know let the people know what's on your mind with that. Man, well, you know, hey, I hear from all angles, man. There's so many different things to start from, you know, based off the information you gave. I mean, you know. It's we are in a state of emergency, man. You know, it's it's nine one one. You know, and I don't know if people really looked at it, man. But the month of April, it was it was crazy in April. April was very 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 crazy. You know, a lot of stuff went down. If you don't believe me, just look back and look at all the things that happened in the month of April. And the thing about it, man, is that we are pretty naive, man. I mean, we are. We are not ready for anything. You know, a lot of people don't think that. that they, they look at us as a people, man. They say, wow, you know, like what what is going on with black people? You know, what's going on with that? And why, why you guys are this? Why you guys are that? And we just keep keep falling and falling. I just had lunch with a lady, man, me and my buddy Tyrone. We went and had lunch with a lady, took her out, you know, because it's and took it out for a month a day. And the thing about that was so cold about it was is that is that um it was kinda good talking to her, but we couldn't find out, man, that all of guys that we were doing music with and doing stuff, a lot of them are locked up, a lot of different things are going on with them. And it, and I was thinking like, damn, it hit me to the pack that it hit me to the fact that that something's going on. People living in hotels, people struggling. There has not been one black person I have not found. I have found every black person to be struggling. Every black person. And the thing about it, man, is that people don't really think about why is that. And you have to understand, man, that 
you people say, well, you're not working hard. You're not working this. You're not doing this. Well, you understand. We we don't have to work hard. I mean, true that you have to work hard at what you do, but why do we have to work so hard? That's the question. And the reason why is because it comes back to what I said before. I've been saying, I've been saying it a long time. We don't own nothing. We don't control nothing. So they have a control of all the industry, all the transportation industry, all the uh, media industry, all every industry you can think about. They own. We don't own nothing. People go out. They get to the point of buying a house or whatever, doing this. Well, you don't own it because you're still paying it. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing we own. And it's, it puts us in a position to where it has a trickle-down effect. By not being able to have what we need to have, we end up become violent. We come out to be crazy and upset and pissed off, and we go off on each other. See, everything that's going on with black people is economical. Every time you look at kids killing each other, every time you look about what's going on and crime, stuff like that, it's always coming down to economics. Economics, that's what it is. You look at that, what Chicago's going crazy, crazy at, well, Detroit ain't doing too bad either because Detroit's having it bad too. Because you know why? Because there's no money. Detroit is black as all you can be, 90-something plus black people. But at the same time, don't own shit. Don't own nothing. Now, you go around in every community you go around into, and, you, and wherever you at, wherever you at in your city, where you at, go around, and look at the ownership. I bet you cannot come up with ten things, ten black-owned, operated businesses in your community. You probably can come up with more Asian or Arabs that own more stuff in that in your community than you do, and that's bad. See, they have a situation called set aside. So when people come across the country, come across the water, they set aside situations where. They have the loans, the grants, the opportunity to make money to get things. So when you start a business, it helps the economy of America. So they let a lot of foreigners in. And you wonder why, like, man, why can't I get a business? You know what? They don't want you to get a business. They want you to be just a worker. Then on top of that, now at the point, they don't want you to be a worker. They want, They don't want nothing to do with you. They treat, they're teaching kids right now, going through school, and I work at a school, they're teaching kids that everything that's going on about you is bad. They look at you as a problem. You know, they, they, they feel like you, you're going to be outcast. Every kid going into school right now has a complex because most of the kids in their communities or in their schools, when they try to move out to the neighborhood, you think you move out your neighborhood where it's crime and a lot of stuff going into, you move to the suburbs, White folks don't want you there. They don't want you there. They smile. They laugh. They giggle. They do all this stuff like that. But honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, they don't want you. And that's the thing that people get to re- they forget to realize. White supremacy is not a situation of KKK putting up crosses or the KKK or the Nazis going off doing wild stuff. Very real nice to you. It could be a guy or a female. They could be real nice to you. And it's always white supremacy. If you look at the NFL draft, every time they show brothers, there's always a white girl there. It's a white girl there. She, she's sitting in already. Because you know why they're in there? Because they know 
that you are a guy who are going to get them out. They're going to get your family out of there, but at the same time, I'm going to get some of that money too. I'm going to get your baby. I'm going to get some of that money too, and then after I'm done, I'm going to dump you, and I'm going to be able to write a book about you. See, the thing is about it is, though, is that we are too lax as a, as a people, man. We got so many things against us. We got things such as church. Church hurts us. It hurts us. Hip-hop, it hurts us. It hurts us. All that stuff hurts us because it's not teaching us. It's not showing us. It's not empowering us. It's not giving us no, no defense mechanism. It's not putting us alert. We are sleeping giants, and they are taking over us. And the thing about it, when something goes down with Donald Sterling, people are like, oh, wow, he said that? Oh, why? They're tripping. Why are you so shocked? You know, why? Why are you so shocked? Because think about this. They've been owning uh, us for years, for centuries. And the thing about it is, what's so crazy about it, for decades, I'm sorry, I didn't even say centuries, but decades, but maybe a century also. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say yeah. is, though, is that nice. it's, it's, it's crazy because we never wake up. And you ever try to talk to a black person about starting your own thing? They lose their mind. They go against everything you say. You know? We got like about six or seven black $600 million nares that want to buy the Clippers, but never will think about putting their money together and do anything for Chicago or anything to start a, a own basketball league or do anything to start any kind of business. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing that you should say that because, first of all, with the Chicago thing, you have one weekend, and I know you heard about it, where there was 37 people killed in one weekend. Five of them are, 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 are child age, you know what I'm saying, under, under 15, just, just murdered right, right there in front of you. And the fact that they don't have any businesses that, that, that jump off. Then you have, like you said, you, the recent thing, you have the Donald Sterling thing, and you have all these millionaires willing to talk, talk, start talking about uh, stepping up and you know, you know what I'm saying, uh, getting a, a team or, you know what I'm saying, getting some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, franchise or something like that where, you know, five to six hundred million bucks, but afraid to death to invest in their own communities or invest in, you know, something that has a lot more meaning to it, like making sure that, you know what I'm saying, that our neighborhoods are secure. And it's unfortunate that we want to invest in our, in our own community. Back in our house, we used to have little stores you can go in with black-owned stuff and sold you your popcorn, your candy, your peanuts, and everything else. But instead of having it like that now, what you have is, like you said before, the Asian explosion, and they have set-aside money, and they're, you know, giving grants, and they're, they're put ahead of you, and then the executives from those countries are bought through, and, and they go through the neighborhoods, and, they, and they're, you know, that's why you hear Barack Obama being called a monkey and calling him all these weird names and stuff like this around the world, because they bring these people through our communities, 
And these individuals, they shut up and they, you know, look at us and they say, okay, well, you know, these, these maybe these guys are the animals that they say they are. Look at the crime. Look at the, look at the neighborhood. Look at where they live. But as an ex-soldier, I went to your country and y'all had the same thing. But when it comes down to you coming over here, what you're really trying to do is to say, don't invest in the black community. Don't invest in us. Get your, get your own stores. Make money off of them. But don't never throw in with them. And this is why you shouldn't. So I'm sure there's a lot of also a lot of help that they get when they hear uh, or see, you know, the black community for what they think it is and find out, you know, that it's completely the opposite once they get to know us. But I mean, I'm like you, I kind of really don't care about that. I do care, however, about how we progress as a people. I do care about the incarceration rate. I do care about the fact that we have to murder each other over tennis shoes and materialistic shit that they got nothing to do with. Uh, you know, our growth or anything. And, it, and like I said, the death and the black on black crime is done at an alarming rate. But you gotta understand, we gotta understand something. A lot of this black on black crime, too, is not only economical, but it's because the white man has done a very effective job of teaching you how not to like yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. You know, hey, man, I, you know, I, I, I sit there and think about, you know, what we do and, and, and how we going to do anything to correct that, you know, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, we got a long way to go, long way to go. We have not even progressed. We, we basically, you know, what's so funny. I was thinking about it since way back in when they flee, when they flee, well, when the slaves were free, not, not, you know, it wasn't that to do Abraham Lincoln when it so happened that we had to move on our own. We were a lot better shaped than we are right now. Back then, we yeah. were better shaped than we are right now. I know a lot of people come out and say, man, we didn't come a long way. Well, we didn't do nothing. We didn't come no far with it. Okay, it's just more modern right now because we have a lot more technical things and all that kind of stuff. As of right now, it's a lot more worse because think about it. Not only are they killing us, we're killing ourselves. See, back in the day, we had a situation, man, to where we basically we had ownership and we had to get in the position to do for ourselves because when we were left, when the situation broke as uh, we were no longer slaves, we had to get to the point where we had to just do for ourselves. We had to go. So we did it. And we had, we had to depend on ourselves. So we dealt with it, but we knew who our enemy was. We knew they didn't like us. So it wasn't a situation where we were concerned about us because we was together because they was at us. So what happened was, man, as time went on, we got softer and softer and softer because we kind of felt like we wanted to be equal. We wanted to be part of them. And that's the problem, man, that people need to understand, is that we're so dependent on certain things that we never think for ourselves. See, if a, if the men and women start to get to the point of thinking of ourselves and we put our pool together and start thinking about us, think about think about the domino effect on how it would affect the economy and how it would affect the whole entire world. Because what I'm trying to say is, like, I look at 
I say fans, NFL, NBA, all the entertainment that goes on, that's a lot of money generated in that. We stop that and use that money and all those resources and everything belong to it and say, hey, I'm spending my money amongst us. If you're not the same color or same uh, same mindset as I am or trying to vote for the same cause, I'm not going to deal with you anymore. I'm spending my money this way. If we do that, we'd be, we'd be unbelievable. It would be crazy because we are making it, Making it go down like that. We we will make everything pop. We make everything look good. We make everything happen. And the thing about it is, we don't do nothing about. It. We're just very content, and we we are right now battling each other. We're going at it with each other so much. Like I can go to another group, and I can talk to these guys about something about doing something independent. If I post something that's empowering, not disrespecting the other nationality, but saying something about us. They gonna come at me and say, "Oh, you on that black shit?" Now how did how now how does that work? That's like that's like if I'm on the same basketball team with my football, my basketball team, and I'm getting the ball and I'm going the other way dunking for the other team. Every time I get it, I'm dunking for the other team. That's the same thing going black folks. It's crazy. So I'm not gonna pass the ball to you. So what I'm saying is, I don't want to go over to that group and put information over there because it defeats the purpose. The guys don't understand, and that's a problem, man. And um, they don't understand. They don't really understand that everything by design, everything is designed. Everything is laid out, and we are getting the bad end of the sticks now. I'm telling you, man. We keep trying to get them in music. We're trying to get them in documentaries. We, uh, you see stuff always on television, the media. You, you, it's it's blatant right in your face. You know, I mean, you can sit there and watch TV, and you can see the way these kids watch TV and what they think. People don't even necessarily want to wear their hair in the fro no more because they feel like that's whack. They feel like their hair is whack. They want to clown people because, hey, I will know your nose too big or your nose, your lips too big. So they want to get surgery. But at the same time, those same people that you're trying to be like, they are the white folks are trying to get dreading their hair up and planting their lips, shooting shot in their ass and getting big ass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? There? It's crazy, yeah, I understand. man. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And, 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 the thing, and the thing about it, what's so cool about it is we – Trying to be like them forever. They've been trying to be like us, but now we're trying to be like them. And the thing about it, man, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous, man. Because right now, man, I had talked to um, it was a female, female like me, the white girl. She liked me a lot. She digs me. She's crazy about me. But the thing about it is, though, is that what she likes about me is because I'm different. And. She never knew. She couldn't say what it was, but she kept talking to me every day. My coffee was always warm. Everything. I don't drink coffee, though, but I just, I just kind of like the thing with the idea she ran it to me. I'm not a coffee right. drinker. But the thing about it is she like to sit around me. She had to talk to me. She said, no, you're different. You're very interesting. But you know what it is? She never really had the opportunity to talk to a black man. 
and I'm I'm an engaging person, but at the same time, I'm not interested in her. I'm not interested at all. Interested at all. I'm not, you know, I tell her about the situation. I talk to her, but she followed me on Instagram, and people starting to follow me on Facebook. And the thing about it is, there was a point in time on my Facebook, uh, and my Instagram also. If I didn't put certain things, like before, I wasn't putting things, you know, describing, you know, uh, blacks being black and being proud and things like that. I wasn't doing that. But there was a lot of white girls hitting at me, poking me, Instagramming me, saying all kinds of stuff, just liking everything I do. I could be taking a shit. They love me. But the thing <laughs> is about it, the thing about it is once I start putting a black woman on there, or once I start putting pictures of Africa on there, or putting pictures of red, black, and green, Oh, they weren't around no more. They disappeared. They don't comment on that. But right. when you go to the point of dealing with something that's very, 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 um, I guess I would say universal, right? they will love it. But when you talk black, they're not going to check that shit. And I know that. I know that big time because I know. And, that's what, you know, and what that is, that's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. That's a situation where they sit there and they are like when you're dumbed down and you're into talking about the normal stuff such as reality TV or maybe just talking about just sports all the time or just talking about uh, America or military, anything they they, they comment on, they like it. Put yourself, they like it. They like it. Oh, he's oh, he just he's hot. I'm gonna poke him. But once I put a sister up there, once I put some Africa up there, put something up there, man, Michael back some shit. Shit, the motherfuckers they won't come back in a week. <laughs> so what I do? I keep posting that shit every damn damn day. The motherfuckers run. They don't fuck with me. But the thing is, oh, Norris, you on that pro-black stuff. I'm pro-black, huh? Why I got to be pro-black? Why can't I be just black? Why I got to be pro? See, the thing is about it, and people don't understand, like we said it many times before, man, you can't call me a racist. Black people are not racist. I just, I just, people need to really look at that. Racism is not us. Because, for one, you have to understand the word race. Race is a simple it's a simple situation, a definition of race, man. I mean, a lot of people don't know the definition of it. But my definition is this. Racism is a competition and relationship between groups of people that are competing for the ownership, control, wealth, and resources of power. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think racism is. It's a team sport. You know what I'm saying? Because race, think about race. When you race, you have to run it. You're competing. That's what race is. I mean, because you're competing. So like I said, you put the ISM on it, and make it a competitive relationship between groups of people. And they're competing for the ownership and control of wealth, resources, and power. And who has it right now? White folks does. So that's where you have white supremacy, because there's only one to be supreme. You can't have two supremes. There's no such thing as a black supremacy. It's white supremacy. So, and white supremacy, that means they have to dominate society 
they control everything. So they make decisions on the laws. They make decisions on where you live. They make decisions on who they hire and fire. So in that position, they control your wealth. They own everything, and they have opportunity to be racist. So they can be a racist. So when it comes to us as black people, we cannot be racist because we don't own shit. We don't control. We don't have no power. We could just be, well, we can name call. That's bigotry right there, bigotry. See, the thing is that people, black people need to educate themselves on terms and different words and know what it really is. So that's how, you know, and then white people don't know it either. White people don't know what it is. They don't know what they do. They just do it. When it comes down to the financial end of an aspect of doing things, though, man, what needs to happen, what really needs to happen in order for us to work things out and for us to really, you know what I'm saying, uh, be effective, is that we have to quit buying things. And I know it's it's tough for, for, for black folks because they're so used to, to the things that, that uh, you know, that, that uh, have no real variance on uh on, on who we are as people, and, and but they're afraid to, just like when you go to these groups you're talking about where they're afraid to talk about, you know, the true black power, and that's through our financial thing. We need to encourage each other and, and, and people in our communities not to buy things that are not a reflective of black life. We need to quit buying things, you know, from and, 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 and supporting so much stuff from these little Asian stores, just from these little, you know, uh, what I call plant-in stores that, that don't have anything to do with our communities, things that where, where people are living in our communities, sucking our communities dry, and we ain't getting paid off of it. We need to quit supporting those stores. And it might take a little bit of traveling a little bit farther to get your, your food or your sustenance or whatever it is you're going after, but it's better to travel a little bit farther and, and better to try to, figure out some kind of way of, you know what I'm saying, you know, how can I say, closing the ranks, so to speak. Quit supporting white ideas. Get rid of the blonde wigs and blonde hair and go back to your Afrocentric roots. That don't mean that you have to run around with a pick in your hair with the black fist on it, but when, I tell you what, during that time when that existed, we were a lot stronger. We supported each other a lot more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's hard to break away from this, Mental colonialism that has been that has been placed on us, but slowly but surely, there has to be some. It's all hypnotic. We've been hypnotized basically into believing that this Jim's way of doing business, his way of of, of, of directing traffic, his way of, of figuring out ways to incarcerate us, his ways of doing things that are detrimental to our communities. We have to go back to being safe crackers and 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 figuring out a way to break these codes that they have us under that keep us so self-reliant and so dependent on them and their jobs and everything else. And this is why, you know, your Michael Jordans, your Oprah Winfrey's, your, you know, your, 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 your garden variety basketball and football players, all these millionaires, why not do what the Asians do? If you're going to take something from the Asian, uh, Asian community, why not do what they do? They all pool their money, they all pool their resources, and they create actual things that black people can use. Like, like you know, instead of spending that money on, on a basketball team, why not four or five of you millionaires that got that kind of paper each come up with, with uh, you know what I'm saying, $15, 20000000 apiece, 
right, and invest in a regular black station for far. We can have our own commercials. We can sell our own products. We can endorse our own stuff. Not unlike and not dissimilar to BET, but 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 along those lines, where we endorse our own products and we stand for our own things. Because I can't use white hair products. I don't use you know a lot of things that white people use to groom themselves with. We used to have products that kind of related to us. If you got all this money, surely there's got to be a way that through the FCC that you can not a cable channel but a regular television station and everything else where we get our own endorsements, our own everything, our own our, our own everything. But, of course, you know, you have outrage in the, in the white community because they say, okay, we're being racist, we're being, you know, egocentric, so, you know, we're not we're – not, you know, being realistic and everything. But why isn't it realistic for black people to, to want to get products and buy products and endorse things that are of their own culture? We do it for them all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Hey, man. It's a lot of cats don't know, you know. It's a lot of if situations that, you know, the cats be on. They be talking all kind of stuff, man. Like, I'm going through some stuff right now and, you know, I'm looking at some stuff online that's kind of interesting that people talk about that like to mock, but I ain't worried about it. It's all good, man, because, you know, I ain't worried about it. A coward dies a thousand deaths, you know. Revolution only yeah. dies once. Revolution only right. dies once, you know what I'm saying? So stop the blood clot crying. I ain't worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, good. you know, I, I was going to tell you, Nils, man, you know, it's like uh I don't know, man. You know, hey, but we're going to be all right, man. We're going to be all right. I'm looking forward, man, to get some uh, people to call in, man, and and chop it up and express how they feel, man, because um, you got a lot of good stuff to, to share and, and add, man, because, I mean, I think a lot of people need to be educated in school on some things, man. And um, talking to us, man, and talking to you, man, in the building, man, I think people – People just don't know, man, that it's a real world. It's a real, it's a real world war going on, and if you walk around here, you may be lost like a motherfucker, man. Believe that. That's what I mean, my family. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, man. I hear people all the time when I speak this way and talk this way. They look at me like I'm a Martian. Yo, what's going on? I mean, what? You know, where did you get this, man? You need to, you know, speak in front of people. You need to, you know, get things together. It ain't hard, man. It ain't hard, and, and, and I hate to point an old phrase, but this thing really is not rocket science. It really is not. When you look at how this thing is made up, we're we dealing with a very, very Mickey Mouse type individual right now. He's not the most intelligent, you know, uh, animal in the jungle. He's not the smartest man in the jungle, but he, he's just, he's well-versed and he's well-practiced at the art of, of, of uh, divide and conquer and separation. He keeps us at each other's throat. He keeps us unemployed. He's trying to, you know, yank health care back out from under us. He doesn't want the Affordable Care Act to, to, to resound in the halls of common sense. He doesn't want us to benefit from anything that would help us out because he's afraid that we live longer. They honestly believe that, that their population is shrinking and that they're dying and stuff. What it is, is what's dying is, is your concept of racist behavior 
that she continued to get to, to, to uh, dole out. Your racist behavior has now caught up to you. And all the abuse that you gave us and you see your own families and your children is coming out in the form of same-sex stuff because of abuse, you know, and neglect. It's coming out in the form of, you know what I'm saying, people not respecting marriage. It's coming out in the form of, you know what I'm saying, uh, people, you know, wanting to cling to. I mean, you see more white people acting and pretending to be black. They get more credit for being black than we get for, get credit for being black. I don't care whether it's commercials. I don't care whether it's endorsements or anything else. You got all this bouncing and jumping around and hip-hop going on and rapping going on in these commercials, and you don't see a black face anywhere. Matter of fact, the blackest thing you see is a lead in their pencil as they write this shit down to remember how to play Al Jolson on you. You got 21st Al Jolsonism going down where people are acting and pretending to be like you, and they're getting more credit for being you than you do for being your damn self. And I sit here and I, and I watch this ball and, and how it goes down, and I watch how, you know, we get smashed out of the picture every time. I'm watching it in health care. I'm watching it in incarcerations. I'm watching it in, you know what I'm saying, laws that are directed for us. I, they used to call them nigger laws. And when they go up there for a while in New York, they were going through the city. You could be walking down the street minding your own damn business. They had YouTube uh, movies of it all the time. A black person could just be walking down the street minding their own, trying to, trying to live along, and instead of being able to just to just live 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 how they want to live or do what they needed to do, right? It, the only thing they had coming, right, was 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 getting booked, slapped around, beat up, pat down for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Stop and frisk. You know, and, and people would tell them, you know, this is a violation of people's civil rights. We don't care because we would rather take the chances in the courtroom and, and have stop and frisk be legal than to do anything else. And what, and, what, and what was funny is that, you know, they're telling you straight up, we don't care about your civil rights. We don't care about your right to eminent domain. We don't care about your rights to, you know, to live in a, in a, in a free society and walk around. But we, we all know that, that when, you, when you talk about free, free has a dollar sign and a price tag that's connected with it. We know that free don't always mean free. And, and this bit about freedom, 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 it's all right to have freedom. It's just not okay to, to be free to be dumb. We get a lot of yeah. that. Yeah, man. Well, hey. That's what I'm saying, man. Catfish. <laughs> it's going to be always some stuff to piss us off, man. I ain't going to lie. That's why I listen to a lot of music, man. You know, I listen to a lot of music that kind of relieve my pain, man, because I find that good music and listen to a cast like Dead Press and Nas and, and uh, you know, some poor righteous teachers, some brothers out there that putting out some real quality music, man, that that can help us out a lot, man, because right now I don't think cats going to get it all you understand. You know, um, it's so funny, man. I'm following the situation. As I look, man, and... Uh, it's funny, man, how things, you can say things, man, and kids don't understand it and never get it until after something happens. It's amazing, man, that I had talked to guys a while back ago about, about owning. Why don't we own enough? It's why we don't own that. And nobody was hearing me. And then when the situation don't stand and come across, man, now cats want to 
boo-hoo and shit, want to get crazy, want to act stupid. Like, I was crazy when I was saying what I was saying. You know? Then there was a far while back, goes a guy and posted something about the modern-day auction block. You know, about how they used to do slave trade, man, you know, how um, they do the measurements and all that kind of stuff, the weight and everything for drafting these guys. They bring them in, they put them, then they get them down, they strip down to their boxers and everything like that, and everything. And they measure them. They want to see how they run. They don't understand, man. This is real talk, man. People do not understand, man, that slavery still exists. It's only mental right now. And the only thing to separate us from doing sports, I mean, the only thing to separate us from from uh, uh, from how it was back in the day, because back in the day, they used to get black men and have them fighting and wrestling while white folks watched. And they used to fight until they kill each other. They want to kill each other. And they used to put money on that. It's the same thing in sports. The same thing in sports. They're owned by a white guy. They're entertaining white folks. The only two things that make it different is they're getting paid. And white people, there's a few white guys, they are mimicking, they are learning on how to do certain things because we do it so well and so effortless that they pick up off of it. So so the same thing with rap, same thing with uh, 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 basketball or football is to say fucking philosophy. And the thing about a lot of cats, we are entertained by it because we are dumbed down to the point where we don't own too much of nothing. We are trying to survive and trying to be good, and we are excited to see our guys do well. We cheer for them. We cheer for our guys. That's only natural. You just cheer for them because that's a sign of your guys making progress. Get opportunity to do something, make money, and get out of the pain. And they're making big money off it. But the thing about it, you have to look at it. That same philosophy that's going on with sports is the same thing that's going on like a slave day. They made money off labor. Cotton feed all the time. They made money off us. They're making money off us now. But you can't pick up both like that, man. Both like that, man. I don't hear that shit. I'm going to be paid. I'll get my money. Yeah, you get your money. Get your money, dog. Get your money. Baby, funny when you get your money, you over there thinking about, no, you're not thinking about nobody. You're thinking about yourself. And it ain't to the point. It gets to the point of thinking like, oh, Oprah made it. She makes a big thing. The blatant spirit of the dumb thing. I was just going to say this The the blatant spirit Of the dumb down Negro though man You know what I'm saying It it, it kills me It it, it actually pains me When I hear you say That all you're trying to do Is give guys insight Just a little bit You're trying to dominate them you're trying to run them up the flagpole. You ain't trying to diss them. But you're trying to give them some insight on the on the thought processes behind 
owning a business, running a corporation, right, which is what, you know, owning a team is, and trying to talk seriously about franchising, which, you know, they franchise, you know, brothers franchise for McDonald's all the time. They franchise for Burger King all the time. They franchise, they franchise, they franchise, they franchise. But for whatever reason, because the number happens to be a big number, you understand what I'm saying? Happens to be a big number on and only a basketball team. First thing out of somebody's mouth is how shady somebody is or how shady your own people are. Like the people that are standing in front of you that have held you up for 400 years aren't shady. So what are you saying? I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, seriously, what are you saying? I mean, the, the people that you that you try to trust, what are you you trust the, the the obvious person that's always held you back that wants to see you incarcerated and makes sporting jokes of how you talk, how you act, how you look, and everything. You know, these people are okay, right? But when, when it comes down to thinking that your own people can actually help you grow and benefit, then all of a sudden there's a problem. There's no trust. There's no nothing. It's just like what you and I are doing on trying to enterprise and educate at the same time. We're enterprising. We're educated. Well, literally, you are an educator at an educational institution. You know what I'm saying? Sugar Ray Robinson Jr. is an educator at, a, at an institution in, in, in a very storied and historic state, in a historic a part of a country. You are an educator. And so you try to educate the guys on just on possibilities. But for whatever reason, when it's us talking to each other, and I mean black folks on black, you want to talk about black on black, no crime, but black on blacks sharing already information, for some odd reason, they sound like some cartoon character. I, 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 but they don't get it. Like they don't get, can't figure out, oh, we too shady. Or, or we we can't do that. We can never do that, man. Because you know, you know, we can't be trusted. Or, or we crabs in a barrel. Well, you know, if you keep telling yourself you can't, chances are you won't. And that's why we never grow. Because too many of us are on that same, are on that, on that same uh, uh, planet where we always feel that we have to depend on somebody else's money, or somebody else's actions, or somebody else's, you know, wherewithal. And we can't even we can't even trust ourselves. I mean, and, and, and I'm not and I'm not understanding why that is. I just I just never have understood how why it is that we cannot that we cannot um, that we cannot trust each other long enough to, to 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 understand or at least at least have a conversation an intelligent conversation about the possibilities of what could be put in a position. Because what if one day you were put in that, 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 that position? Would you sit up and talk about what you couldn't, you can't do or what you couldn't do? Hey, look, if I won a, a four or five a million, hundred, a, a million dollar lottery, I would be trying to invest in something very large along those lines. Hell, I'd put up with somebody to make that happen because especially when you have an apparatus, like a sporting apparatus, that pays for itself. Because people are going to show up and get that to get them brews. They're going to show up and get them dogs. They're going to show up and get them programs. They're going to show up and get them shirts and souvenirs. And they're going to show up with them ticket with them tickets. It pays for itself. But I, but there's no way and no chance that there that there's the realm of possibility 
that that uh, we could actually ever, you know, uh, have our own our own stuff, or we could we could we can't some of them flash like that, but we can't we can't we can't uh, we can't uh, you know see ourselves having having our own apparatus or at least just talk about it. That really bothers me that we that we we've fallen that far down to where we don't feel that we could at least have a conversation about blacks doing something larger than themselves beyond just going to someone else's so, so, someone else's uh, uh, venue or, or dealing with someone else's culture's uh, business, and we can't even at least just have a conversation about our own. That, that, that really bugs the hell out of me when, when I hear you have conversations like that. And once again, I think yeah, it's man. just the spirit of, spirit of the dumb down. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. Yes, indeed, man. You know, asking me on a, on another note, man. Uh, um, I mean, I hate bringing this up, man, but I, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. It's a topic that I'm just kind of curious, and I wish there was brothers that can get into it, man. The situation by Michael Sam. Now we already know, you know, he came out and said what he was and all that kind of stuff, and that's what he do. But the thing about it is, though, is that he got he got picked up very, very late. I think he probably was the last guy to get picked. I'm not really sure. But the crazy thing about it is, man, is uh, it was the last round, I know that much. But I'm wondering, man, if it was a situation that when guys do that, I want to know... Is his agent telling him to come out like that, or is it just something he did? Because I think, it, to me, I think it showed a sign right there that that was the dumbest thing to do when you do that. Because guys come out, they say what they are, and they're doing this, create a little buzz, a little pub. You got drafted. And the most startling thing of all is when he got drafted, he... He had his, his lover right beside him. Man, I don't even want to go into this shit. This is real. I, I don't even want to talk about this situation, man. I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know if you're familiar with it, man, but I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that for you. I'm going to answer that for you. It goes along with the blonde hair and black folks. It goes along with the, you know, dogs kissing you in the mouth every every five seconds. If he just got done licking himself. So here, to have some of this, let me share this with you. It goes along with everything else that we do. And I was talking to my lady about the same thing today, but on another level. Quickly, we adapt to other people's nonsense. You know what I'm saying? They're doing stuff. You're judged in, in, in the National Football League on your performance as a person in the National Football League, which translated your sexual shit ain't got no place. It's not germane. When you're germane to something, that means that something has something to do with something that you're doing. What you're, what you're bringing to the table with, I'm a homosexual, and I, uh, you know, and, and I just did. You I, think, I can always say that you may have done it for one or two reasons. A, you don't want other people to find out about it. You want to control the situation from the jump, which is probably a smart maneuver. But B, you you kind of you kind of handled it like that girl handled 
talking about Donald Sterling's racist problem. Now, she's backpedaling on all of her shit. And when he first broke that, that, that news about his gayness or whatever the hell is going on with him, and he puts that out there, the way he put that out there, which is his own business, which has nothing to do with you, me, or any fan that's watching a National Football League game. But you put that shit out there like people want to know that. You keep saying, and I find this often, that people like that keep saying that they don't want to be viewed differently. Yet they're trying to differentiate that they are that way by coming out and saying what they are. Most people don't give a damn what it is that you do in your bedroom. That's normally that's what it comes down to. And this is why I'm offended. I'm offended as a black man when I hear people ask, is gayness the new black? And I say categorically, fuck no. Whoever's listening, I say it categorically, fuck no. Because what we went through and what we've dealt with before, quote, going on now 500 years of the same things that we're talking about tonight and still being in a state of emergency, we've been in 911 status since the day that Plymouth Rock landed on us. And we start getting bought over on the cruise ships forcibly without our without you know no uh, no uh, you know permission slips no nothing. We just bought us over here and had us you know go through a bunch of dogma. We're subjected to a lot of stuff, a lot of homosexual stuff being thrown on us, and still today we're being now compared to somehow dogs being sucked on us being slaves for years, we, you know, we have our families separated and everything else, and somehow people whip up in their minds that somehow this is somehow similar to being African-American. And I say categorically, hell no, it's not. If that is what you want to do, and if that's your balance, and that's his balance, and that's his life, the first thing he did, then that's your business, first of all. But for him to sit up and bring this out, come out with this, and put this in the public eye like that, and then when newsmen start asking him questions, well, I'd rather focus on myself as a football player, well, then, hey, buddy, why in the fuck did you bring that stuff out in the first place if that's the way you really feel about that? Why would you come out with that now all of a sudden when people talk to you about it, you don't want to talk about it all of a sudden? If you don't, if you, you know, you can't have it both damn ways. You can't sit up here and tell people that they're not treating you fairly or that somehow somebody owes you something just because you come up and you come out with that. If that is what you do, that is really your damn business, but it has nothing to do with NFL football. You're trying to put yourself out there in such a way where you want someone to somehow identify you as more than just that. If I'm a black football player out there, or if blacks are out there playing football, guess what? They're a black football player. If a white person comes out there, indifferent or whatever, they're a white football player. If a Hispanic person comes out there, they're a Hispanic football player. Your sexuality and your gayness don't have nothing to do with anything but your own personal choice, how you, how you feel you was born that way, or however that works out for you, that's your business. But to continue for America to sit up there and continue to push this out here and now, telling you that they got this, this thing going on in Oregon where they, they're saying that they want to figure out a way that if a business, there's been two businesses that have been forced to shut down because they didn't want to serve, you know, a, a, a homosexual clientele. 
And there's a sign that has hung up ever since I was a little boy that says, we reserve the right to, to, to not serve anybody. We don't feel like it. And, and in the case of the people that, that made cakes, cake makers or bakers who do catering business, they were forced to shut their business down because the state of Oregon not only wanted to shut them down, but wanted to now find them for, for not wanting to make a cake for a gay couple because they say that their religious uh, rights are being violated because religiously speaking, they don't believe in that, and that is their conviction. That is what they were raised on. This is what they subscribe to, which is their right to do, right? As long as it's not imposing upon anybody else. But if a person has a business, or, or like the NFL is a business, for him to come out with that, like that's something in particular that we need to look for, when I see there's a lot of players out there that are gay, and we know that they're gay people. We know that they're gay people, whether it's how they act or the fact they come out or whatever they say or whatever, there is most people have enough respect for everybody else because they don't want to shake up a locker room. They don't want to have cats upset. They don't want to, you know, bug the hell out of people with that, with that nonsense and come out saying this, this crap or whatever and get, gain attention. The fact that he would come out and try to, you know, gain some kind of extra clout or whatever he thought he was doing, it, it back, not only backfired on him, but he damn near didn't get drafted. Look, I hope he has a successful career, and I hope he, does, you know, does great things based upon what he does in the field because once you get off the field and you put your clothes on and go back home and take them off for whoever you're taking them off for, that's your damn business. And that has, your business has nothing to do with me or anybody else out there who's really not interested in that because I'm not looking for a gay football player or a black football player or a white football player or a Hispanic or German or anything else. I am looking for a football player who's playing on it all I'm looking at. I'm looking if you're, he's on defense. I'm looking trying to see how many sacks you're going to get. I don't mean nut sacks. I mean football sacks. You're sacking a quarterback. I'm looking for how many defensive plays that you can make. That is what you're looking for. The fact that you're gay has no fucking relevance or doesn't even need that should have never been, even been stated in the first place because it has nothing germane to do with the sport that you have chosen to play. And to continue to push this out there and force to force feed this shit on everybody, it's bad enough here in Portland, Oregon, where June 19th is the Emancipation Proclamation signing, freeing the slaves. And instead of us being able to celebrate Juneteenth, you're turning it into gay Pride Day here in Portland so that, as usual, that you do everything in this racist city, you ignore everybody else's uh, 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 history, lineage, and position, and everything else because you want everyone else to recognize this gay stuff or this, or, this, or this stuff that you choose to do and in the comfort of your own home, which is where it should stay, is in the comfort of your own home. You get no extra marks from me or anybody else out here that really don't give a shit about what you do because that is your personal business, that is your balance, your business, that's your business. So when you come up with all this nonsense and, and you start coming out here like Sam's did, all he did was make an ass out of himself because at the end of the day, people are going to be trying to see what you do on the football uh, field for records. Your personal sexuality has never been an issue in the NFL, and it doesn't belong to be put out there in the NFL for everybody to watch and see it. No one cares about that shit. We don't care if you're the first openly whatever. There's been a lot of more guys out there that have, that, have, that have been the same way that you are, and they at least had enough respect for everybody else not to try to shake up the locker room or the NFL to look at you like you're something more than you are just because you happen to be a gay dude that plays football. And that's my soapbox for the night. Yeah. <laughs>
just black people. We I could talk about black people because we are very much in a state of emergency. But there's a lot of things going on with uh, other nationalities too that gets blood sucked too. Because Mexicans, Asians, even Africans, I'm talking like from Ethiopians and all that kind of stuff, when they come over here, they lose their culture. Their blood sucked out of that culture into this. And everybody's trying to come here, and they're they trying, they're lusting for the dollar. 
And that dollar makes everybody do some crazy shit. Motherfuckers will do anything. They'll fucking kill their mom for for some for some insurance money. I mean, cats have got to the point where money is everything. You know what's so funny is, man, is that for a while, man, my vehicle was, was broke. It was, it was, I couldn't drive. I had to walk to work. And I, you know, I don't work. I don't live too far from my job. But the thing about it was 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 great was is I had the opportunity to walk, to think, and see, and smell, and feel. It was the most relaxing thing I ever done. See, the thing about it is, man, is that people forget that the simple things in life are the best things in life. See, people looked at me like when I was walking, they were looking at me like, bro, you right? You okay? What's going on? But what they didn't understand, I'm fine. I'm good. You say you don't want to ride? I'm good. Okay. But it's not a problem, man. I'm getting exercises. I'm inhaling fresh air. I'm good to go. It's exercise. People right. that drive, people that drive, there's a lot of stress and drive and things like that. They get to the point where they're trying to maintain half things and trying to be at a certain place at a certain time that they're caught up into this matrix. They're caught up into this situation, this rat race. It's where it's stressing the fuck out. Motherfuckers stuffing their face with hamburgers, sit driving and all the fucking light, you know, having issues. I think it's sometimes people need to really think about, hey, I need to take a step back and do something different. Because think about it, man. Life is a grind. It's a hustle. But but you have to you have to control and go by your own means and, and control. Don't let this rat race or whatever going on control you. Can you control it? You know, hey, if I got to be looking at nine, I take a walk. I leave at seven seven thirty. I walk, get there, might stop and give me a get eat on the way. I'm whistling, sweet, kicking kicking rocks, chilling. All these motherfuckers here, burn rubber. <laughs> you know, and I ain't giving yes, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, see, the thing about it is, though, is that I'm trying to reinvent the wheel. I can't say reinvent the wheel because I think what's going on today is reinvent the wheel because the wheel was already put in place before the wheel was even built. You know what I mean? I mean, we was already walking. We was already doing things. We were meant to be that way. But the thing about it, something to find out about a lot of people, man, is that um, everybody's all about money, money. We need money right now, no question, because it's almost like the second, it's the second best thing to oxygen right now. But thing about it is, though, is that in other third world countries, they're living a lot better than we are. Because think yeah. about it, they don't have the, they don't have the stress, they don't have the worries, they they're not eating uh, these weird kind of foods that are are highly uh, saturated with all kind of crazy stuff. They over there chilling. You know, they ain't got to worry about too much of clothes. They have clothes, but they have to worry about it. They can grow corn, mango, carrot. They grow stuff from the earth and eat it. You know? They can walk in a pond, go have sex in the tree. Be great. But we, everything's a dollar. Everything costs. Everything costs. So when they get to that point where it costs, it becomes stressful because you can't keep up. 
And when people send you a letter in the bill, for a bill for something, some people just trip out. Like, Damn, we got to pay this fucking bill. Oh, shit. I've seen people lose their fucking mind off a dude sending a bill, like Sears, sending you a fucking bill because you're washing drives and you missed the payment. People lose their goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I know some people that lose their mind over shit, man, and it's like, damn. That's why people, and this is going to lead me to the other topic that I want to tell you about, that's why you have to go back to the natural resources of things. And one of the natural resources that need that need to be legalized all over the country is marijuana, cannabis. Because motherfuckers need to chill out. Yes, I smoke weed, I smoke it big time. I even do edibles, vaporize, all that good stuff. But the thing about it, people don't understand that. There was a lady telling me the other day, man, she was talking about she was saying, uh, yeah, marijuana, you need to talk to your son. He may be smoking marijuana. I said, no, he's not smoking marijuana. If he is smoking marijuana, I'm going to make sure he's of age. And if he do smoke, he's smoking with me. She said, you want to have him smoke marijuana? Said, yes. It's, it's, it's a natural. I want to make sure that he gets the necessary things he got to get in life. I want to make sure he's productive. I want to make sure he's responsible. He takes care of the guy to take care of. But on his downtime, what's wrong with smoking the, me and my son smoking marijuana? a lot better than sipping a beer. It's the same thing. My point is, though, is that people need that. People don't understand. Those are the type of shit that are missing in your life, man, because that type of shit comes you out. Somebody calls you up and say, no, it's Robinson, you need to pay this bill, because if you don't pay this bill, we're going to turn this light off. I smoke that marijuana. Bitch, fuck that bill. I pay it when I can. <laughs> That's the whole attitude. You know, you'll get it done because life takes care of itself because time controls the thing. Sometimes you don't have an answer, so, so so time is the best answer. And sometimes you want to sit back, you want to smoke, you want to relax. Yep. Chill out, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's good for Cannabis is good for that. People need to understand that. Shit need to be legalized all over the motherfucking world. Maybe we can get along. We, we, we have probably have good race relations. Then on top of that, we probably have... Uh, uh, a lot of good things going on, man. You most definitely had great sex. But then at the same time, it'd be a good situation, man, because people have a better understanding about things. A lot of people just don't understand, man, that, uh, you know, they're missing out on marijuana. It's very good for you. And uh, it's very, very good, you know. You see, know, people are too uptight right now, huh? They're too uptight, man, because they 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 sweat they sweat the small shit, man. I mean, you got a it's like if you got a problem, man, you can't figure it out. I can't figure this shit out. Um, I'm a, I'm telling you, I'm gonna step out right quick, man. I'm gonna take a hit of this a couple times, and I'm gonna think about it, and I come back with an answer. You go outside, you hit that a couple times, and relax your mind. You come back with a different approach. I guarantee you, come back with a different approach. Seriously. My biggest thing, man, my biggest thing when it comes to marijuana, and that's why I want all the ladies to know this, because the ladies, if y'all fuck with me, you got to be able to do this, because I want you to understand something. I like to put oils in my bathtub. Yes, indeed. Nice oils in my bathtub, bath salt, whatever. I like to set up some candles, and also I like to hit the marijuana. I like to smoke weed in the bathtub. 
it's the most relaxing thing you can fucking have. I mean, it's so fucking great. Now, brothers, understand. Don't fucking do some crazy shit and fuck around here so high and come in that motherfucking drown your goddamn self. The <laughs> 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 shit, the shit, the shit can be done right, man. It, it could be done good, man. Because that's one thing that you can also introduce to your lady. You know, or whatever you can say, hey, baby, let's try this here. Let's try this. Here. I know, Nell, I know you have, cause you, 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 you a good dude, man. But I know you know what's up, man. But I'm talking about a lot of these cats out here, man. That ain't no game. I want you guys listen up, man, for this show, man. Every time we talk, me and Nell, every time we get on here, me and Flossy, we get on here, we say some stuff. There's some game in this shit. So make sure you pick up your pads and pen and listen to us. Cause we, cause we giving up game. You know what I'm saying? We giving that game. Because a lot of you motherfuckers ain't got no game. I'm telling you, man. We already told you about the clothing, washing your ass and all that type of shit. Stop wearing them fucking, stop wearing them halters and the motherfucking Daisy Dukes and them cowboy boots and shit. Get some game about yourself, man. Get some game about yourself, man. So when you go out and you want to go with a chick, man, make sure you have it popping, man. You got to, you got to have it popping, man. I mean, I already told y'all, y'all gotta go to summer school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, for real, man. And then, you know, Sugar Ray trying to give it to you, man, trying to lay it down. That's why tomorrow, man, you know, we're gonna have a Sugar Sunday. And then Sugar Sunday tomorrow. There you go. There's coming Sugar Sunday tomorrow, man. And I want y'all to understand it's gonna be a regular thing that we're gonna do all the time every Sunday. And I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna talk about simply the same thing I'm talking about right now. Just straight game. And then at the same time, we're going to play some music. Going to get out yep. some smooth entertainment. Hopefully some yep. females, hopefully some ladies call in because I got some max, I got some stuff for y'all. I got some good stuff. And then, guys, if there's any question that you have, there's a certain chick that you want to holler at and you don't know how to do it, come and holler at Sugar Ray. I got what you need. I'll lay down law for you, baby. It is. It is. Lay down law for you. Lay down some law for you. I tell you, when you listen to what I'm going to tell you, and you and you and you will have that chick laying on the bed, and when she leaves, I bet you her panties will be up under your pillow. Not the two fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, about her you, you heard <laughs> Yeah. Because you know, better listen up. This is, this is only free for a little disaster. When he writes the when he writes the book, he's going to be charging for this. The book is twenty five dollars. So y'all y'all better get some of this advice for free right yeah, now. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's indeed. That's right, man. It only happens, man. Miracles start to happen, man. And that's and that's all because of the cannabis. You know, I hear some of that stuff, man. I get the point. I get to talking. I get smooth on y'all, man. Let y'all know what's really going on. There's some good stuff going on. So you know, six four six five nine five thirty four zero two. You got and cheesy, worldwide, sugary Robinson. Y'all gotta do that, man. So we can lay some game on y'all. Holla, please. Ladies, be shy. Don't be shy because you're at home and he's gone. I can tell you why. I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what's going Y'all on. Heard Y'all heard it. Sugar Sunday start tomorrow. Sugar Sunday. I'm pulling up the list tomorrow. I'm pulling up the list tomorrow. What time are we showing on tomorrow? Five, six, and seven. What time are we checking in with the ladies, man? No, we're gonna start at six, man. I'm pulling up the I'm pulling up the list. I'm pulling up the list tomorrow and I'm going down. And I'm gonna go <laughs> add a list right here. 
And I got the list laying right here, right now. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about ten type relationships. I have an extra five that I'm putting on y'all, but I ain't going to throw that five yet because that five is a little too deep. So I'm going to stick with the ten. Yeah, you know. And I'm going to talk about that. You know, we're going to talk about it one by one. I want somebody to call in. I'm going to talk. I'm going to, as a matter of fact, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to dig up some old girls and we'll have them call in tonight and make sure that we're going to talk. And I want to talk about, well, I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about everything. You know, I want to talk about, even, even if you're in a relationship, I want a lady to call me and tell me how you like it. What do you like sexually? What's on your mind? What stimulates you? You know, I want to talk about everything. That's no limit. We can talk about everything. Got a Tupac feel to it right there. How do you want it? You know? yeah, how do you want it? Yeah, how do you want it? Yeah, how do you want it? Boy, oh, boy. I'm telling y'all, y'all better get a hold of this. That's like I said, when he come out with the book, come out with the book in a couple of months, you know what I'm saying? It says, my say going to be free no more. You know, now, as a matter of fact, man, I was thinking, man, that uh, 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 I got a friend of mine when I went to lunch today, this dude, Tyrone. And I, we took out my man, Devon's uh, mom, took out something to eat today, you know, to come and sit with a lady because she's my second mom. And the thing about it, man, is that he was talking about, you know, our show, and how you got some ideas. I'm going to introduce you guys. I told him the other day also. He was telling me about all the stuff that he has going on at his job. You know, he has a lot of women. He's a social worker, so a lot of women there, they like him. They're really crazy. They were telling me, oh, man, if you work today, we all love you. So I was thinking, hmm. I told him, I said, you know what? I would love how all you ladies call the show. And he's like, you know, that'd be a great idea. I said, for real. I'm gonna what I'm gonna come up with. I'm downloading on this apparatus right now. I'm downloading this stuff, get it all set up. But the thing is, I'm gonna do is, man. I wanna, I wanna uh, start. I'm gonna give him a, like a, like a uh, little cards or whatever, with the phone numbers in, and I'm gonna have these ladies to call in on Sundays, and I'm gonna have them to call in. All of this. They're going to call in, and we're going to talk everything. And if they got a husband or whatever, I want to know, hey, put them on the phone, too. We can talk. It's all about making your shit tight. What's going on that you don't like? What does he, what does he do? Well, I mean, what do you do? What does he? What do you don't do? Or what he doesn't do? You know, those type of questions. You know, when the last time y'all had this? When the last time y'all did this? Because a lot of relationships need that spark, you know what I'm saying? They never discuss, they never discuss the situation that was going on. Everybody worked their day-to-day operation, but they never got an opportunity to have a uh, conversation or talk. And going to a counselor, that's a little more kind of person, like you walk in there, that's kind of personal. But when you can call in or something and you've never seen the person before, that's a different approach. And you're at home and you're comfortable. So you're in your living room. And I'm in there with you, but you can't see me. You just only hear me. That's great. And they, even, they give up all the information. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's some good stuff, man. Yeah, so it can make me, if your relationship is broke, if it's broke, hey, let's try to fix it. 
if we got a flat tire, let's put some let's put some air in it. Let's put some air in that bad boy. Get it rolling again. Quillingness is 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 a big deal. You know what I mean? Quillingness is really a big deal. Gotta wash your ass. You gotta do it. There's some things you do to catch them. You gotta gotta continue to do it. You know, cleanliness is a big deal. Yeah, brother, you gotta wash your ass. You gotta brush your teeth. Get some scope. Motherfucking brush your tongue too, shit. You know, get your <laughs> shit right, man. Get a towel, get a towel, wipe the back of your ear, get the wax off and shit. You gotta be on your shit, man. And when you come at the lady, say, hey, if you don't know her, don't come up to my way. Hey, what's up, baby? How you? Oh, fuck all that. That's just 1980. That's 1990 shit. Don't do that no more. You have to come like you know something. How you doing? You look pretty nice. My name is, my name is Sugar Ray. And your name? You have to make it very sure, confident, like you know what's going on and like you're really into it. You have to commit. Commit to the conversation and don't be all about you. Be about her. But, yeah, say, that's a nice that's a nice shoes you got on. Really? What kind is that? And that's another thing, too. Guys, let me tell you this another thing. I'm going to say, listen, man, if you have to listen, man, get a pad and pen because I'm going to give some more game. Dudes, what what you have to understand is if you are a single guy and you out there and you want to meet a lady, you got to study ladies and find out what they like. Most women like clothes. Most women like shoes. So one of the things, get your shoe game and your clothes game about women's fashion because you can see a woman. If you know her clothes name, clothing name or whatever, and no type of brand or whatever like that, that's hot. When you can go to a chick and say, hey, I like those blah, blah, you get on. Uh, those Christian Dior. I like those shoes. Well, you know, whatever. I like that bag you have. You know, you can tell them that and, name the, and give them the name brand of it. It'll blow them away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I liked it. That's how you, that's how you engage in a conversation because already they are figured like you know what's up. You know, because they say, oh, he's okay, yeah. That's right, sure. They 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 talk to you. It's different approach when there's a guy coming because the women always know what women have. They often do the same thing. But when a guy coming to a woman and knows about her clothing and all that kind of stuff, that's intriguing. So that starts conversation. I mean, you don't want to walk up to a chick and just talking about, hey, did you see the Clippers game last night? I mean, chick don't like, no, nah, I didn't see the Clippers game last night. She, she don't want to talk about that shit. That shit's normal. So what I'm trying to say, get your game up, man. Figure it out and think about it. And if you know a chick, man, just figure it out. Keep an open conversation, a dialogue. Talk about something that a woman like cooking. That's that's another thing women like. Talk about shit like that. You know? I mean, there's so many different things you could talk outside the box because guys are just so basic, man. All you ever talk about is the same bullshit. Same bullshit. You don't want to talk about when you when you're talking to a chick. You don't want to talk about no sports unless she bring it up. Let her talk about sports more than you do. Get to the point where you're dumb on sports. You may know everything from A to Z when it comes to sports, but act like you don't know. Just go along with it. Yeah, you know, play off it. Just play down. Take it into her world. She'll she'll be like, oh okay. She'll like you automatically. 
Because if you're with your guys, you're automatically going to talk about sports. You go, yeah, yeah, man, he dunked the ball. Yes, he did this. He, I mean, he got a crossover. He can do this. But if you talk with her about that, don't show her that. Don't show her that. I ain't saying kiss ass. No, don't do that. Be you. <laughs> but I'm just saying have some game about yourself. Because it's chess, not chess. I'm a good listener. So they're they're, they're going to see if you pay attention to what they have to say. Women, women love a good listener. Yeah, exactly. Be a good listener. That's no one. That's not Yeah, be a good listener. And then, you know, and always nod your head, look into her eyes, you know. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, that's one of, the, one of the biggest things that a lot of dudes got, man, is being thirsty, though. They be real thirsty as fuck, man. A lot of dudes be thirsty. You can smell the heat when they come in, man, because, like, God damn. <laughs> I mean, cats, cats be thirsty, man. You know, I mean, all on Facebook, what's up, baby? Hi, baby, what's going on? You liking everything she do. She probably said she got a booger on her nose and she just ate it. You like it. You like it. Right. I didn't really say she like everything she say. <laughs> you know. Because <laughs> yeah. thirsty. Yeah, can't be thirsty as fuck, man. So that's what's up, man. And whatever you do, keep the B word to yourself. <laughs> Whatever you do, if you don't remember nothing else. Keep the B word to yourself. The chicks don't like hearing the B word. You know, yeah, you know, the two B words, bitch and baby. Keep those two words to yourself. Yes, indeed, you know, man. Yeah, now. Go ahead. Like I said, man. You know, hey. We gave it up on relationships. We come to you guys and meet ladies. Remember, it's chestnut checkers, you know. And all my brothers and sisters out there in the struggle and that they're trying to get together, understand, man, revolution is not an event. It's a process. And we can get it. It is. So look look for my man Sugar Ray back, up, back live with y'all with some good relationship advice tomorrow night. Tell them, tell them what time one more time so that they know she get right. You know, I'm thinking more or less like, you know, I, was, I said six at first, man, but I'm thinking we're going to try a little something different, man. Let's okay. do it like about, let's do it like a, mm, let's do it kind of like bedtime. Like about, let's do it like about eight-ish. Yeah, let's do it by 8 o'clock, because I'm going to get everybody, because everybody kind of like about 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock in different zones, so I think people are busy in their bedroom laying down and relaxing. Yeah, so yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow's 8 o'clock, and, and, and it's Mother's Day tomorrow. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we gotta, it, it's going to be a busy day, and people probably won't settle down until about 6 or 7, so 8 o'clock, 8.30 works. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we'll do about that time, man, and... Uh, be good to go. Man, that's working for real right there. Sounds like a winner to me. Yeah, but all right, man. Well, hey, peace and high grease. We are about yes, to sir. Peace. Yes, sir. And like we always say, like my man Russ would say, y'all, you know what I'm saying? We want to thank y'all for coming out. Good night, good, good, good news, and God bless. Yes, sir.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.